If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Hello, everybody. Christian Harloff here from The Big Thing, from the Christian Harloff channel, from Sith Council. Guess what we're going to do? The Big Thing Patreon officially launches on September 1st. Now, here's what membership is going to get you. You're going to get exclusive episodes of The Big Thing, Sith Council, the Rewatch series, plus weekly editions of SEN Live, Brett and Kate's Playdate, and much more. So you can sign up now at patreon.com slash schmodown and drop a comment and tell me what perks you want to see as we grow the community. So check out The Big Thing weekdays on Spotify, Apple, anywhere podcasts are found. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Do you know what I did for you guys? I did this whole intro. It was so nice. This whole intro. And I was so proud of myself with what a nice intro it was. And I had it on mute. Nobody heard it except me inside my head. But now you get to hear it for real. Anyway, Andor came out. Happy uh, Happy Wednesday to everybody. Sith Council. Andor, the trailer came out. And everybody's talking about it. Rightfully so. A lot of news going on with that. We're going to break down that trailer about what we, um, what we saw, what we think. Um, and there's a lot of the questions that you guys sent in, to be honest, is about Andor. And again, rightfully so. So we're excited to talk about that and see what the hell we're feeling about the show. What has it has our anticipation grown for it? Has it gotten stronger, weaker? We'll bring all that up. Diego Luna was on Good Morning America talking about how much fun he's having on set. Lawrence Kasdan's talking about solo, I think. I don't know what he was talking about. But luckily enough, not only do I have the great Steph Sabra with me, we know that. Steph's here. And Mike, who knows what he's doing? I don't even know anymore. He's running around on on a farm chasing chickens from what, what I heard. I didn't hear that, but I believe that in my head. But I've mentioned many times over from, from years you've been following me how, how much I love Star Wars Newsnet. And within the last couple of years, I've been a, a real big fan of um, one of their head writers over there, Miguel Fernandez, and we were lucky to get him on the show today. So he, he was, at the time, when this airs, you'll probably have seen his breakdown for the Andor trailer, but we're going to talk to him about that. He had asked me before we started shooting about uh, if I've watched the ILM doc yet, and I haven't yet, but I know I hear great things, and he has, so we'll talk to him about that. Any other things that he's uh, hearing and more. We have a lot to talk about for sure. All right. If you haven't already done it, make sure that you subscribe to the channel. I'm trying to get to 70,000 by the end of the year. If we can do that, we're going to take this on tour, whether it's the Sith Council show, whether it's Big Thing, whether it's stand-up comedy, all of that and more. We're going to be doing that. So we hope that you'll join us. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can do that on Spotify. Um, Big Thing is there. And this is an extension of the Big Thing show. We have the Star Wars show, which is this show on Wednesdays. We have the Capes and Cowl show. Again, another extension. That's our comic book show that's going to be airing on Fridays. And obviously our two signature Big Thing episodes as well. So we hope that you join us there. We have a lot to talk about. And I'm pretty confident you guys heard me on that one. So let's get into it. It is the Sith Council. Let's move. Let's talk Andor. I can't wait to talk about this show. Let's do it.
going on everybody we did it we did it with sound and i'm happy to have you here now joining me on the show what's up girl you hear me this time i've, I've never been so thankful to hear you in my life oh that's good uh well you heard me you heard me the other night uh stand up killed it thank you killed it, it. An interesting crowd but i had fun it was a lot of new stuff but it was nice to see you and roxy there yeah, the crowd was weird, but they still like you. You and Ken killed it, and then the last performer—they like were only laughing at you guys. So, like, what is wrong with you guys? Can I tell you something funny that happened before we bring our guest in? Yeah, it's hilarious, and uh, I have to tell this story. So we get there, myself and Ken, and we go into the green room. Oh my god! And Jay Leno is up on stage, right? And the great Jay Leno, obviously. Um, and yeah. he's up on stage, and he's doing really well, and he's sold his sold out room. You can watch them from from the room, and there's there's an older woman who's um in in the room with us, and we start talking to her, and it turns out that that it happens to be Jay Leno's wife, right? So we're talking to his wife for a little bit. Very nice woman, she's very kind. We're just, we're just kind of talking for a little bit. So moments later, a younger comedian comes in. She's got to be 24, 25 years old. And she sits down next to Jay Leno's wife, starts talking to all of us. Doesn't under doesn't know that it's Jay Leno's wife. So she looks up at the screen and she goes, oh, Jay Leno's looking rough. <laughs> I, I took my glasses. I just started hitting Ken with them. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Started hitting him with my glasses. And then she turns and she goes, that's my husband. And the girl's face just turned. <laughs> and we were like, get, get yourself out. How are you going to do it? Yeah, and we're not doing it. No way. You can't. The only thing you could do at that moment is go, no. But like like Yoda, like Yoda, when when he's when R2 takes the thing away from an empire. <laughs> but that's that's it. That's all you can do. And she's and she, but she to her credit, she she recovered well. But man, we everybody was talking about that for that. She was even talking. It was hilarious. She I can't believe it. she didn't say that in her set. I, we told her to. We told her to. She, I think she only had a limited time, and she's a newer oh, yeah. comic. So oh but anyway, my god! Uh, I'll tell you who doesn't look rough, and I'll yeah. tell you who's who's. We've both become a big fan of Miguel Fernandez, um, dude. Every time you get like a one of those major articles, I mean, there's tons of writers that they have over there that are really, really talented. But I always feel like every time I'm reading the stories that I'm super interested in, it's always Miguel's name on it. Um, and without any further ado, let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Miguel, what's up, man? How you doing? No, no. okay. You're embarrassing me. Come on. <laughs> are you a are you a big uh, are you a big Jay Leno fan? Uh, I can say I have the pleasure. <laughs> That's fair. All right, so Miguel, before we get into the Andor stuff, um, how'd you get involved with Star Wars Newsnet? How long have you been working? Uh, with them? Actually, I was gonna say you pretty much nailed it. Like I've been working for them for two years now. Okay. Uh, 2.3 years or so. I started late April, early May 2020. Okay, and and so how did you get that gig? Did you just, did you just uh, apply for it? See, see, you know, freelance type stuff. So the thing was that um, uh, uh, Star Wars Newsnet has a sister site which is called Movie Newsnet, which I also write for. Oh, so great. they in late January 2020 they put out like a. Uh, looking for writer's uh, notice, you know? 
So yeah. I applied. Like I, I, I was like you know a regular visitor of Star Wars Newsnet. I, I was like maybe looking into getting into writing for uh, these kinds of sites. So I said, okay, let's let's have some fun here. So uh, I was writing for them for like three months or so. Uh, well, actually a month and a half and then the pandemic hit. And shortly after the pandemic hit, like there was, I don't know if you remember, but there was like zero movie news. Like it was right. yeah. like <laughs> yeah. nothing. So uh, the site owner, uh, Val, basically told us, hey, you know, since there's nothing to do here, if you guys want to move over to Star Wars Newsnet, like we can set you up an account there and you can start writing there. And so uh, shortly after, like I started like, you know, getting the hang of it and like that's where we are now. And so I hear, I hear the, I hear the, 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 the accent. Where are you from? Wyoming? <laughs> California, actually. California. I'm from Spain. He's from Spain. Okay. So, yeah. um, Awesome. So thank you for joining us there. Yeah, I apologize in advance if you can't understand the word. I'm no, no, no. I can understand. Everyone loves a Spanish accent. Let Absolutely. me tell you. I'm number one on the one. dreamboat. I know. <laughs> hasn't looked at me once this entire this entire time. I'm um, straight on you. <laughs> All right. So the first thing we should definitely talk about is like, let's talk about the, the Android trailer drops and it drops this morning. Well, at the time of this the taping this morning. Um, now we've been talking about this thing. Now, Miguel, I don't know where you stand on the show in general. When it was announced back, whenever it was, two three years ago, I had said at all the shows that are announced, I'm really, I'm not excited for this one. I don't really care as much. I'm excited when it comes out, I'll watch it. And and as the news started to progress and more news started to come out about it, and then what it possibly could be, the idea of because even I even saw some comments on my on my reaction of, oh, why is it a, an Andor? We know what happens to him. They've made it pretty clear. This is even though he's our lead character and taking us through. This ain't just an Andor story. This is about the rebellion. This is the this is about the the inner workings of the Empire. This is the, the hate and the the all of that. And you're seeing that. And that's I and I remember saying back in the day, if that's what this show ends up being, you're going to get me on board. And then Tony Gilroy comes in. You hear how excited he is and how many seasons it's going to be. And then this trailer drops. First trailer was great. This trailer is next level Star Wars, in my opinion, because it does take away a lot of that kind of goofiness. It's there's real locations. Um, it seems more espionage. It seems like there's just so much within two trailers. There's a lot going on here. So, Steph, I start with you. First thoughts of the trailer itself, and are you feeling the same way I did, or did it take away a little bit from you? Oh, no, I feel the same way. I feel very yeah. fat and satisfied like the Empire. I loved this trailer. I think it was, it was a great extension off the one that we saw at Star Wars Celebration. I was already satisfied with that one. That one, like I think for you and I, like set the tone of what I was a little bit surprised in how yeah. excited I was for it. I loved it, my I love Star Wars for the rebellion mainly like just the the whole rebellion side of Star Wars is like what fires me up and yep. to know that they're focusing on that and then they have Diego Luna like his character I'm obviously invested in but it was cool to see Skarsgård and then Mormon Mothma this time isn't that Skarsgård right yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah. I need to. And, and, and then, Mothma is uh, a great point because you get you're getting really into the fact of what she was, the senator that she was for the empire, what she's doing, how she's 
right blatantly they're not paying attention they think i'm an annoyance they have no idea how much of annoyance yes to be fantastic yes i love it because she's like this like gonna be this hot woman that's like totally undervalued and then she, i feel like she's gonna be the one pulling the rug under all of them so yeah. I, i'm and i think just how it looks aesthetically the shots are incredible so miguel what'd you think you, you see the trailer it drops this morning um now we've had some great trailers so far from series but but this seems to be a little bit this one just seems to be a little bit more detailed and structured what do, what do you think uh for me the biggest takeaway is that uh the scope like they shot on location and yep. like you can see that like uh I don't know if we'll get into this, but I'm pretty sure the opening shots, they shot those in the Scottish Highlands and they are gorgeous. They're like magnificent. And like, and, and it doesn't stop there. Like there are just some amazing shots. Uh, like, I mean, I love the volume, but I mean, come on, you can actually see that the stuff is being shot there. It's being shot in a sound stage, and here you can actually see the the location. So that's like that gets me excited instantly. And and yeah, like uh, I was, I think that most people were sleeping on under just because of Obi Wan, which was like right before, and everyone was so hyped for that. But I, I always thought that Andor had the chance to bring something that none of the others did, which is the grittier aspects of the rebellion, which is like very exciting for me. Yes, the, 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 you've been talking about this for years, like the 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 political thriller, the the political insights that you know uh, Bloodline, which is so good at that. This seems to be kind of similar to that. Yeah, it's got a house of cards feel to it as well. You know, it's got yeah. that. It has all of that. And um, absolutely. And I think that with the hype between Obi-Wan is that I still think story-wise and points, and we, we don't have to get in a whole conversation again about what worked with Obi-Wan and what didn't, but I think that the idea is the main thing of what they what we thought they were going to focus on, a lot of some sometimes they did, but sometimes they didn't. In what we think is going to make this show special, it certainly looks like that's what they're going to focus on. And that's that political thriller. That's that spy element. That's the and it is. And I think putting it on locations, I think, does help because I think that if you put even though the volume is a wonderful breakthrough in technology and I and I love it, I think more than most. I think that there the critics of the volume are right when too much of it can start. You get oversaturated with it and your eye starts to get less fooled by it. And I think that if you mix it up. And you put it together with with real locations. That's what's going to make this special. And I think when you bring in a filmmaker like Tony Gilroy and you look at what he's doing, like this is that's why I said the other day, I said this has the potential now of becoming the best Star Wars show of this year for sure. Um, and people were like, "Wow, well, you know, you said that about uh, the other ones, too. Yeah, but that's it's too different. First of all, Boba Fett, when it comes out, of course, it has a chance to be the best one of the year because it's it just comes out in January. So whenever it came out, December, January, and then Obi-Wan clearly has a chance to beat it for two reasons. One, people care more about Obi-Wan than they do Boba. And two, Boba was a little disappointing. And then Obi-Wan has a lot of disappointing parts to it. So right now, Andor is set up for success. They put out a great trailer. And I don't know, Miguel, I'm thinking that this it makes sense now when you look at the way that they've set this up, why they've already announced you're going to get two to three seasons of this show. 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, the most exciting part of that for me is that they, like Tony, I think Tony Kilbury has already, well, actually at this point, yeah, the, he has uh, written all of it. And he said, uh, he told the Empire. I mean, his brother uh, too, uh, right? And his brother, right? Like the Angeroy? Yeah, I mean, the well, he's the head writer. So no, I mean, him as the showrunner, like all of it is right. uh, at this point on the page now. And he told the Empire a couple of months ago that it was uh, 1,500 pages, like uh, all 24 episodes. So I think that's exciting just because they know what they're saying and mm -hmm. they know how they're saying and when like they know all of it and that's like they're they're shooting this fall i i was convinced that they had said they were shooting in october but i was looking this up earlier and i couldn't find and, like specifically october but they're shooting this fall like it's uh, still in skarsgård skarsgård um <clears throat> said as much uh in april or may or something like that so that's exciting and uh i lost your point like uh, no no it's okay that's all right and, yeah. and Steph, you know same thing though where we, i think what miguel said in the beginning of what stood out about this trailer was the scale i mean it looks like a damn movie even in the beginning when you see the, the destroyer up top and and it's when saw guerrera shows up by the way what the hell is that oh it's, it's, it's some star wars news now. <laughs> it's star wars news now. they're the ads so you gotta make money um but um but yeah, so when 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 he showed up, I I love that they kept that quiet. They kept that quiet. That yeah. I, I don't know if you guys reported on that at all, Miguel. But I yeah, didn't. Yeah. You did? Okay. I, yeah, I no, And actually, I think they they showed this in the trailer because uh, Skarsgård said uh, this in an interview. Like oh. <laughs> a year ago. Yeah, I was just uh, I don't know where uh, shooting with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh really? Okay. So yeah. you. Knew <laughs> I didn't know. Steph, did I you missed know? that. No, I missed that. But what do you think about yeah. the scale Steph, overall? Yeah, I think it's great. Like, I totally agree with you about the volume. I think that sometimes as like a creator, when I could imagine that when you have the volume, you start creating things based on having the volume at access. Yep. And then it changes what the story might have been. And it's cool when you're like reintroducing real life places that you can shoot on because the story probably changes and manipulates based off that. And I think that we miss that a little bit. And then in terms of tone, this is, I'm excited that this is a more serious tone. We've been talking lately, Christian, about like, I think people just miss that Empire Strikes Back seriousness in Star yep. Wars. Yep. And that's what Rogue One gave. And that's what this Andor season could continue giving is like back in that serious tone of the Empire being at, like pure evil. Well, the serious tone is also a, a shift in that this looks more so like for for late teenagers to adults that's what this that's what this show seems to be aiming for it does not seem to be like where you could you could look at some things from whether it's grogu or i mean look there's there's definitely some stuff like you look at mandalorian in that episode or, or boba fett rather with the mandalorian episode it's pretty brutal when he comes in there's a couple things that I think Mandalorian for sure, but Obi Wan had that prequel feel at times. There was some, there's some of that kind of the stuff with Young Leia and other things too that I think fit towards a younger audience, and that's not necessarily always a bad thing, or not necessarily a bad thing. But it definitely felt a little bit more in the animation side of things, right? This seems more cinematic, and it's crazy that when you when you go back and you wonder which ones would be um, that Andor really is the one, and and it it speaks no pun intended volumes to um to tony gilroy and shows what he brought and i and i 
I hate to do this, but I always bring up the point of Gareth, Gareth, Gareth Edwards. Um, there's no way that it, for everybody who always says maybe he did direct this and he was the one. There's no way Tony Gilroy <laughs> is the one who did yeah. it because of a lot of different reasons. One, we haven't seen Edwards direct anything and he directed a billion dollar movie. I mean, come on. The guy who directed it got the series and and you see what he does and you see how and at Star Wars Celebration. When what Miguel just said about how this guy wrote, how many pages did you say it was, Miguel? 1,500. 1,500 pages. That's somebody who is locked in. That is somebody who wants to tell a story. That is someone who knows where they want to tell a story when they're on the stage going, oh, we're going to do three seasons. And this is not somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, I'll do the job and whatever you need me to do. Oh, yeah, fill in pages. No, he he wants to tell the story. That's exciting. Now, there's a shot. That we come back and go, look, we were pumped for this one, and they did the same thing. They, 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 we thought we were getting this story, and they threw this character in there. We didn't know who the hell this is. But I think they have more of an advantage than Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan is a legacy character that everybody wanted to see more of that Anakin story. Andor is a, a liked character, but he doesn't have that legacy thing to him. He wasn't even the main character in Rogue One. You well, know, was- like his Jin's story. So there's yeah, a lot to explore with him. Yeah, and the... Like, I think one of the main things here is that we kind of knew the points that Obi-Wan was going to hit. Like, we kind of knew, you know, he was going to confront Vader. He was going to, like, some people knew about young Leia, some didn't. But, you know, that was a possibility we knew about young Luke. We, besides, like, this spy thriller genre that the Ander is in, we know pretty much nothing. Right. Like, we can guess, you know... uh, I, I think we're gonna see him uh, from you know this this line in Rogue One. Uh, I think in this fight from since I was six years old. I think we're gonna see him uh, since he was six years old and see him grow. But that's just pure speculation. We don't know uh, just that. And to what you were saying about the the scripts, I also think that they spent like a lot of time planning out the series. Uh, and that's why it took so long for them to start shooting. Right. Because they started shooting in December 2020. And they were, there were reports in like January 2019 that they were going to start like in a few months. Mm-hmm. So I think they like said, okay, they pumped the brakes and they said, okay, we're going to plan this thing out. Maybe don't write uh, the 24 scripts all at once, but, you know, we're going to take our time. We're going to do this here, this here, this here. They shot for like eight or nine months right. in, in 2021 20, in England. And like they have this thing. Like Tony Gilbert is just taking over this thing. He knows what he's doing, man. Yeah. I mean, you can tell a second because people are people are losing their minds. And some people are skeptical because they, they feel they were burnt by the other two series. But people are pretty, pretty excited right now. Um, and we're going to get into a lot of questions. And that's why I was going to there's some other stuff with Kaz and other things, too. And we can we could talk about it. But I want to get to the questions. I don't want to I don't want to miss the questions. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. But before we get a chance to do that, I also want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. I've been telling you about it. I'm going to continue to tell you about it. And more people 
have been signing up and I love it. I love it. Uh, I just took some even even last night, man, I was or the other night, Steph, right before the set. Yeah. Shook up the bottle of athletic greens. And man, I was I had good energy. Yeah. You killed it. So whatever you were on, I'll have it was was, was the athletic greens. So and I'll tell you, it was I, I use it every day. I love it. And I've been doing it because it's I'm not a vitamin person. And I wanted to get everything in one supplement. And you, with that, you get better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. And, and what's great is now everybody is starting to associate Athletic Greens with this show. I get comments about it all the time. It's, I was exhausted during the um, Andor thing because it dropped at 530 in the morning. Someone's like, oh, someone didn't take their Athletic Greens. You're damn right. I didn't take it yet. I should have. Probably would have been a little bit more uh, hopped up, ready to go. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, the whole thing, and you start your day out right. I do it because it does. It gives me that, that kick of energy. It gives me vitamins. I don't have to take 75 of them. I just take one, put them all in one. I shake it up in a water bottle. I love it, and it's got this fruity taste. I'm actually really enjoying the taste. It contains less than one gram of sugar. I got Steph hooked on it now. There's, uh, yeah. no, it's great. There's no nasty chemicals artificial anything it supports better sleep quality and recovery costs you less than three dollars a day and it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself athletic greens is over seven thousand five-star reviews and it's re recommended by professional athletes so if you want to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's all you have to do there's no need for a million different pills and supplements and you just look out for your health so the deal is in Athletic Greens gives you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And the link is in the description, and it is right there in that iCard. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I um, yeah, I use it all the time. It's it's really good and it helps out, it helps you out and it helps the show out. So try them out. Get them. They ship to Spain. <laughs> so international they do they do I, I, I will look it up look it up look it up all right let's get to some of these questions because there's some really really good ones and it's kind of a grab bag because there's so many great ones that came in but let's start with um start with this one oh, here we go this is what miguel brought up it's thomas roy says did you get a chance to watch the lights and magic documentary on disney plus yet i absolutely loved it i had seen the empire dreams doc documentary several times throughout the years and i and i thought i knew everything about the making of star wars but i was wrong this doc was masterfully done by kazdan and it was very enjoyable watching these legends behind the camera talk about their love for their craft as well as seeing the evolution of vfx in the film industry all right so we did go, we steph and i were at the um panel for um at star wars celebration and we got a chance to see a lot of this stuff and the panel was fantastic and steph fell in love with phil tippett and actually met phil tippett the next day at breakfast remember that yeah. oh i'm jealous it was, it was, legend he's a legend so yeah but we, we kept saying oh man it looks it looks pretty fascinating that um that series so we're gonna check it out i have not had a chance to yet but miguel you did what what's yeah. it's, it's it's wonderful right yeah yeah, I, I have to say, um, like I, I know the basics about, you know, how Star Wars was made. I, I am not, you know, uh, I couldn't write a book about it, you know. I, so I was very surprised by a lot of things they, they explored in the documentary, and I'm not sure how much was, like, public knowledge before that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is fantastic. The, I guess the first three episodes, if I remember correctly... Like, um, well, um, 
I, I think they those are about the making of the original trilogy. Okay. And they they yeah. like it is about the, the history of ILM. So yeah. obviously a big part of it is why and how it was founded, you know, to yeah. help uh, make Star Wars in the in 1975 and stuff. But then they move on to uh was the to James Cameron's movies like T uh, T2 and uh was the, mm -hmm. the Abyss and obviously Jurassic Park uh, yeah. later and and so on. So uh, episode two was, I think, my favorite. It was like it really explored, like almost day to day, how Star Wars was made at ILM, and that that was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it, you should check it out. I, I think. Oh, well, I will. I will because of the stuff that they showed. They showed a lot of. I mean, some of the stuff that you were talking about with Jurassic Park and like yeah. the, the little crappy little office that they had and how they had to bring in certain people because it was such. It was just like a. It's almost like Apple with Steve Jobs and whenever when when he yeah. kind of started it out and and how that evolved and how they were just kind of it was just kind of like a, a clubhouse and it was and it was a boys club for a little bit until they started bringing in some 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 of the, the ladies that came in and just kicked some ass you know and it was like there was so much that I wanted to know so much history behind it. And it was like, Steph and I were talking about it after we left, how fascinating it was like all those stories. Um, so it will be something that I, that I check out. And the other one was the one on vice that I haven't seen yet that Saul just told me about. And he sent it to me and that has, it's the first time that Marshall Lucas has been on talking about. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I heard it's, I heard it's really good. I haven't seen that either. Um, but I'm going to watch both of those. And Steph, did you get a chance to watch either yet? Yeah, I've seen the, yeah. only the first three episodes. Uh, I want to watch all of it because it's so well done. But it's – I because I grew up in the 90s, I, yeah. like, didn't understand the scope for a long time of what Star Wars and George Lucas and everyone did. And so when you – like, my dad always is like, you can fix anything in the house and make anything if you have the right tools. And it's like, these guys had no tools. Like, they just have to make shit, you know? Like, yeah. and it's crazy to watch what they – had to create so yeah it's excellent it's so well done i'm looking forward to seeing it i probably i'm going to try to check it out really really soon um all right we're moving on thomas Roy, when do you think lucasfilm will consider developing announcing episodes 10 to 12 do you think the sequel trilogy cast would be game for returning considering the polarizing audience reception um i think that you kind of answer your own question inside of that um <laughs> I think right now you stay away from it i think you leave it alone for a while because you don't need it right now when they made when they were making episodes one, two, and three, it's because they wanted Lucas wanted to return with Star Wars, and he had always said he wanted to go back and do it. So the return was here are the three movies, and there was no streaming back then. Um, they're telling a lot of different stories, and that's why I still I I stand by the fact that I think Star Wars television is the way to go. Do I want to see Star Wars movies? Of course, but Star Wars television is the way to go. And people have after Obi Wan, you still feel that way, hundred percent. Because then I see something like Andor. It is possible to bring the, the the cinematic theatrical feel to television. I think Andor proved that at least in its trailer. Now, if they can do that in the series, I think that proves the point. But don't start rushing out movies 10, 11, and 12 because you feel like people need it. Um, make the right movies. And I always thought, I think it's more interesting. Let Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, who are still in the in the height of their careers, and Oscar Isaac is in his, in his prime, Wait until Oscar Isaac is 50, 60. Wait till, you know, um, uh, Ray or Daisy Ridley, rather, is, is in her mid-30s, 40. And the same thing with Boyega. And then approach them because maybe then they're like, okay, you know what? I could use a big paycheck right now. And, and, then, they, and then you make it. and you, tell, you don't need to do it right now. But, Steph, do you think they need to? A, do you think they are going to announce um, 
10, 11, and 12? And, and B, do you think that they need to? No and no. I, I really don't think that. I think that, like, it would be nice in the future. It's one of those things that's, like, if they do it and then they, like, you see a trailer where it's a really cool story pickup, you're like, okay, cool. But, like, right now there's so much going on and there's so much that we still haven't seen and want to see on screen that – and the cast doesn't want it. So I don't want anything that the cast wouldn't want right now either. Yeah. What do you think, Miguel? Uh, <clears throat> okay, so – I uh, I absolutely disagree with you on the uh, television versus film side. I, I am a, a lot of people do a lot of people do big big movie guy. I, that doesn't mean like for example, I I think Andor uh, should be a Disney Plus list. Like I I don't think they because of how they are structuring it. I don't think that structure works on on film. But you know I am I am a big fan of the spectacle of the of going to the movies with sure. your friends, uh, the giant screen. So uh, I do want to see movies and I think it is a crime that we haven't seen a movie since three in, in three years. But wait, but wait, let's go back to that because there's two things. One, I think we're saying the same thing. Like I, I do want yeah, to, uh, yeah. I didn't want to see movies. I just think that it needs to be the grand scale needs to be telling the right thing. As far as it being a crime, I actually push back on that. And I'll tell you why is because when they've rushed movies out and put them in theaters just to push them out, it hasn't worked out very well. And yeah, when, I'm not saying they should rush them. I'm saying they should have planned to have them out by now. Okay. And I'm saying that an, a franchise that averages a billion dollars per film worldwide should have a next movie planned. Like you can, like if I were a, a Disney investor, I would be like scratching my head yeah, right now you know you're not wrong it's a fantastic point it's like it's it, because you where you might get a lot of people joining up for disney plus but it's when you get the people into the box office that's when you start putting a lot of profit into the into the bank account um so you're 100 right and especially for those investors but and there should be a plan like w nobody knows what taika's movie is or even if that movie yeah. isn't coming out they said oh yeah it's going to come out in 2023 no it's not um Kathleen, uh, can, yeah. i will say i don't think so, but I think there is a chance because I am pretty sure that after uh, his episode of Mandalorian and after Thor, he's going to shoot in the volume. And the volume allows them to shoot Quick. much, much faster than, uh, uh, you know, than they used to. So if they start shooting in January, which apparently is the, the plan to start shooting early 2023, it is possible to meet a late December or maybe May 2024 uh, release. It is possible. I don't think it's possible, but it's a risk. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But like, I haven't shut down that possibility yet. Yeah, I just so, it's it's just uh, so risky though. It's so risky to do that because it's again, if they don't really know what it is, plus the volume. If they shoot another movie, moving the volume just to get it out, it's like like you said uh, before, have a movie that's planned out. Get like start a new start a new franchise and push and push back into it and I hope that they whatever they do, it's not connected or at least Taika says it's not but not yeah. connected to legacy characters and everything too. You're gonna get a lot more of you said it before Miguel when it was with, with Andor. We kind of know what's going on with Andor and we know him, but we don't know what's going on with that story. And it's the same thing with the Mandalorian. That's why the Mandalorian was so successful. Yes. We knew we did we didn't know anything about it. We knew what time period it took place, but we knew nothing. 
And that's why when with Obi-Wan and Anakin, we know, oh, well, wait a minute. How's he going to meet Anakin? When's he going to know he's alive? Wait, that's how he knows he's alive. Wait, why does that happen? Why does that? There's too much. It's the same stuff with, wait, Luke is there and he's, and he's grouchy, but he didn't talk to his sister and blah, 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 blah. That's the risk. It's a major risk. Stay away from that stuff. That's why I'm still mo- the most hyped for the Acolyte. You got, you got nowhere to go but up with that show. Uh, I, I will get start, uh, I, I will get hyped about the Acolyte once we get closer to the Acolyte. Like, right now, it's just a concept. It, yeah. it, it can be whatever you want in your mind, so obviously, you know, you can get really hyped about that, but it doesn't have to be realistic. So I will, like, I wasn't excited as, as excited as I am for Andor now uh, three or four or five months ago. Sure. So once you get into the hype machine, like that's when you start to get to yeah for me i'm just it's the sith obviously the name of the show it's the sith lore that is intriguing to me it's like the it is the fact that it takes place so many years before the phantom menace it's all that stuff that the idea and the possibility is what is exciting to me but i agree with you i think that once you start getting more casting once you start getting more uh, why you get closer i think we're gonna get more information at d23 hopefully there was nothing in celebration but all right we're gonna uh we'll move on to the uh to the next question uh, Grant Loftus, do you think that Disney Plus would do an adaptation of Battlefront Twilight Company book into a miniseries in the style of Band of Brothers miniseries but set in the Star Wars universe? Do I think that they will do it or would do it? No, I don't. Because I think for some reason they are terrified of their 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 books of, may, of adapting them and their comics and doing it. They don't, they don't do it. They never have done it. They, from what I heard, a rumor a long time ago that Lost Stars was was in the making, and they said, "Now it's a book. We've done it. it it's it's not it's not going to work. We got let's let's scrap it." Like I, I don't understand that. I think that when you look at these, whether it's um, Percy Jackson or or Harry Potter or any of these things that have these books and the lore and the source material, you have the material in front of your face. Make a da- and and now you have streaming. Make a damn series. And Twilight would have been Twilight Battle Company would be fantastic that that's the one i told you about by alexander freed that they basically in, in empire the the company like you know when vader it was walks through and goes after the falcon like right before that there's this whole scene in the book he wipes out a whole battalion basically of, of rebels and in, inside of that little base which is which is awesome but this is a two-part question for you steph one you know do you think something like that could be made into a miniseries and then two do you think lucasfilm will ever explore adapting their canon novels into series or movies i think we talked about i don't think personally they're going to do like a a second season of obi-wan but if they wanted to do like a second season of darth vader like they could pull from some of the books like or comics yeah i would love that like because there's so many times like great scenes that they like really detail out of vader but I, in terms of the books, I do see hope that they do that. But I think it will take one writer, like perhaps like Taika or someone who like suggests it for them to trust that and pull from it. But I don't think that the team itself is looking that way. I don't think Taika's reading any of the books. <laughs> Padme was in the, the, the movie. No, not him. But if they got a person who's like, oh, yeah, like a huge Star Wars fan, like yeah. Leslie. But like she's obviously doing her own thing. But someone like that, I think, might have read a Star Wars novel and been like, this should be adapted. That's my hope. My hope is that Leslie is going to take some of that stuff. What do you think, Miguel? you think they'll ever adapt any of their canon books ever? No. 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 I mean, ever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe in 20 years, they run out of, right. run out of ideas. But. I don't think they are planning to, and I don't think, uh, and whether or not they should, like, 
I, I'm not 100% there yet. Like, uh, I like that they are, I like that, you know, again, I have no idea what's going to happen in Andor. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were to adapt uh, Lost Stars, I know what's going to happen. But that's different, though. You're, you're, but you're in it. You're deep. You're like, if you're like, if you're a part of the company. I mean, sure. But yeah. me personally, I'm not yeah. going to get as excited for a Lost Stars adaptation as I'm getting for Andor. Like me personally, right, right, because you, because you know, because you know. Well, I think that's the same thing, right? When somebody who's, but I guess the same argument can be made if you read if you read the stuff for like House of the Dragon is coming out, and if you some people who read those books are super excited to see how it transfers over. And, and I mean, I guess, and I've read Dune, and I'm super excited for Dune Part Two. So, like, I, I mean, I think it's different for me. It's different in Star Wars. I, I don't know. I can't really explain why. But it's kind of different in Star Wars because they are supposedly interconnected, supposedly. You're right, right with the canon. Um, I don't know. It's it's a debate, it's a debate here. Uh, Alex Tornay, what are the chances that Ahsoka trailer is released before D twenty three? None, in my opinion, none. Um, that's the, I think that it's a. I would say if you set it on whether or not it will be, it, if they're gonna it's a percentage of they're gonna show it at at D twenty three. I'm going to go 90% that they're going to show it at, at D23. Now, I'll say 95 that they're going to show it at, at, at D23. But will they release it to the public still? 75%. What do you think, Steph? Uh, what's the percentage that they're, that they're going to show it? What's the percentage that they're going to show it to the public? They're 100% going to at least show the clip that they showed at Celebration. Right. And I think that they'll release that clip to the public, too. You think Whether so? or not they release an extent, because that was five second clip, but ten second maybe. No, it was a little longer than that. It was it like was it longer? was a little less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they're for sure going to release that. If not, have a new one for Star Wars for D twenty three, and then release that one to the public, the original one we saw at Celebration. Yeah, and and Miguel, besides those two percentages, I want to get from you, and then adding a, I guess a third one is: Do you think we get an official date of when that airs? Because I know they said something like August or whenever it was, or I've heard they, they sometime, but there was no like specific date. Do you think we? Do you think we nail that down at D twenty three? I think people are getting their hopes up for D twenty three, and I think they're going to get disappointed. Really? And I'll tell you why. Um, so I'm not sure how long the panels are, but. Uh, Lucasfilm and Marvel are sharing a panel on Saturday morning. They're sharing it? They're sharing it. So if the panel is five hours, maybe. But I'm not sure it's going to be longer than 90 minutes. So I think that's why they showed uh, the entire schedule for Phase 5 for Marvel at Comic-Con. And they're going to announce a couple of things uh, there. And I also think uh, that they showed uh, Mando and they showed Ahsoka at Celebration because they're not going to... Uh, maybe they'll mention that you know we're shooting this or we're shooting that. I think uh, D23 is going to be uh, maybe Acolyte, maybe uh, may, a Skeleton Crew might have a, its a, like the four kids uh, announcement. Uh, like we have, we know Jude Law is in it, but they're already shooting, and we don't know who the four main kids are. I think there's a chance they announce that. Um, there is a chance that they give an update. I'm not sure 
like on Taika on the on his film. I'm not sure, you know, we're gonna start shooting here or we're gonna release the movie in 2024 or whatever. And I think one sure bet is Indiana Jones. Like uh, Lucasfilm is also behind Indiana Jones, and I yep. think they're gonna show a trailer and they're gonna uh, maybe release it to the public. I think it's a bit early, but maybe. Well, uh, about well, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. I think that you're right. I think that they do show the Mandalorian stuff and Ahsoka stuff, though, because you can't assume that everybody was at Celebration also. But I think that you're right on, on Indiana Jones. I think you're right. But the other thing to also keep in mind is that Disney Plus Day is the day before D23. Um, it is the day before. So the question is... Yeah, what, but well, the question is what information. They're going to put some information out. Now, whatever... And I, this, I'm actually agreeing with your point to where it's like whatever they announce it at... at, at Disney Plus Day will have less of a presence at D23. Okay, so maybe like last year on Disney Plus Day, they did like a Twitter thread where they announced like logos. They didn't show like. May, oh, okay, yeah. They, they <laughs> yeah. released the like yeah, a, a season reel for Obi Wan, <laughs> which they had showed a year bad. before. To, yeah. So maybe they're going to say, uh, uh, actually, let me address a point you made uh, last week with sure. the with the schedule for Star Wars. Sure. Like I think, uh, which is pertinent here, I think they might announce a season for Ahsoka. M meaning, uh, you know, they said uh, Secret Invasion is going to come out spring 2023 in, on Disney Plus. They might say uh, Ahsoka is going to come out summer 2023. We know Mandalorian uh, season three is coming out February. Yes. Uh, depending on which day on February they might be wrapped up by Celebration or not but I think they're going to promote the hell out of Ahsoka at Celebration so I'm guessing maybe May or June and they might say you know Ahsoka uh, summer 2023 yeah. and they might say Skeleton Crew uh, uh, fall 2023 but ju that's just a tweet you know and whether or not they will show footage, I, I'm 100% sure we're not seeing any footage of Ahsoka before the end of the year. And I am... Um, you don't think uh, D23 they're going to show anything? Or Ahsoka? Ahsoka, not to the public. Not, oh, not to, to the, the public. Okay. Yeah, to the public, to the public I, I would agree with you. I think that you know it's, it's a lower chance only because they're really going to be focused on a Mandalorian. Um, yeah, that's the next show. Coming. Yeah, but I do think they're going to show it to the D23 crowd. Um, yeah, go ahead. they might announce. Uh, like, uh, I know I was sure they were, they were gonna do this at celebration, but Ezra and Throne, like, who are who is playing? They might, they might, yeah. I mean, it's it, there's there's uh, a I good news is there's tons of stuff that they could do. There's stuff yeah. that they could do with Skeleton Crew, there's stuff they could do with Acolyte, there's stuff that they could do with Ahsoka. Um, I think Mandalorian had a strong enough presence at Celebration that the difference is, even though, as I made the point, that not everybody was at Celebration, I think that we already did, you know, and, I, and look, Katie Sackhoff is a friend, like, but I think we we had Katie Sackhoff and, and Pedro come out and they did their whole thing, they did a big panel, and like, I'd like to see a little bit more focus on the other stuff, but it would make sense if they decided to do Mandalorian again because it's the next one in the tank. I get it, um, but there's and there's stuff that you could do with Taika. There's 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 newer shows that you could announce. There's new stuff. There's there's I don't know what the hell's going on with that Lando thing. If we're ever going to see, if we're ever going to oh, see, oh yeah, that, that as well. Yeah, that's something that they could do. So who knows? There's a lot, but there's um, also 
I, I remember this the other day, but I don't know why, and they haven't mentioned this in so long. There was this thing they announced uh, in December 2020 when they announced, you know, the Acolyte and all that. There was this thing called Droid Story. What is it called? Droid, Droid Story, Droid. which right, is right, right. like mixed of uh, animation with uh, like ILM is doing something special with it. I think uh, Anthony Daniels uh, recorded some uh, motion capture stuff for that. They haven't mentioned it in two years. They might say something about that. Okay. Well, we'll uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Nonetheless, there's tons of stuff. But um, I will get to a uh, next one here. And do you think any of the Ro Rebels Ahsoka crew could make an appearance in Andor? It would be nice to see how the Ghost crew or Ahsoka correlates to the people around Andor during this time period in the Rebellion, like a seven degrees of Cassian type of cameo or appearance. Could be a good tease for Ahsoka. All right, so my thoughts on this, Steph, are... I think that if anybody shows up in Andor, it's going to be Hera, because especially when they announce her in 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 um, Rogue One, you hear her name in the back, you see Chopper, right? So, and we already know the Chopper's going to appear in, in Ahsoka. We saw him at on at Celebration. So, wh but what I will say is, I don't think you see her in season one. I think she I think she would pop up in season two. But what what do you think if if any of the crew, if anyone, who do you think shows up, and um, what what are the odds? Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think it's more of a season two thing for that if we're going to get other characters because we already see that we're getting some Rogue One characters back. Yeah, We're getting some original characters back. So I don't think that there's a need for it necessarily. I mean, maybe in the final episode we get Ahsoka, but I am with you more on Hera. At this time, is Hera's dad still alive? And When did Cham... Eat it. Do you know, Miguel? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if he is at that point. I, she's, I mean, this is depending because it takes place. The, the opening season is five years before Rogue One. Yeah. And so she's definitely on the run doing. She's starting to, she's part, she's heavily part of the rebellion. And Kanan, depending on when it was in the novel, I can't remember where they first meet. But um, he's, he's just kind of, he's kind of like, he's more, when you first meet him in um, A New Dawn. He's like he's more Han Solo than anything else. Kanan. Kanan is a kind of a drunk mess when you first meet him. So yeah, I don't think you see Kanan. I don't think I don't. I think you stay away from that. I think that you go you go to Ahsoka. I mean Ahsoka. Um, Hera, I think is the is the best choice, and I think she shows up in season two for sure. Miguel, yeah. what do you think? Uh, it's funny because uh, I I started writing this this piece for Star Wars Newsnet uh, a few months ago. It was uh, five. Uh, under theories yeah and one of them was Hera on the show now uh i'm not so sure like and this was uh, any season or or just or just this season i don't know because um they would probably have to use the same actress they're using in ahsoka right which we know from the celebration teaser that she's in it right and i am not sure that when they shot season one they had cast that part Mm. right probably not right so that probably like could rule it out or they could have shot uh, a cameo in on the set of ahsoka and that's possible so for season two i guess it's possible but because i think tony gilroy like doesn't really care that much about any, anything around um, beyond uh, his show like i'm not so sure 
I mean, you could have said the same thing about Rogue One when he came in, right? And he, he was able to put I, but this thing with Tony Gilroy, even though he's known for not being like the massive Star Wars fan. And he's but the difference is he does the research. Saw's in there and Saw was a Clone Wars person, you know, Star, he's he's and he was yeah, also but- Clone one and he carried over. I, 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 I get it. But like he also, you know, when it comes to these things, he's he's not. And whatever you hear about JJ, for, the rumors are that JJ didn't really collaborate a lot with the story group and everything too. And whether whether it's true or false, who knows? The same thing. Ryan Johnson seemed to do his own thing. Whatever. Um, f- all what I've heard is that Tony Gilroy is very collaborative with the story group. So if there's characters that he can use, but it just means that he's going to use them in in his style and give his spin to it. But I think that if he's making the television that ties into it all, you very well could see. I, I I feel pretty strongly that Hera is going to show up, but I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be season one because of what you just said, which is a great point of shooting it. But when they did shoot it, they may have been into season two, um, and maybe they collaborated with with the actress, and we find out who she is. I think it's possible in season two we get a lot of uh, rebels cameos, yeah. like not just Hera. Yeah. Like, but uh, I don't know, like Bail Organa and stuff too. He's got to show up. Bill's yeah. Gosh. Oh yeah, Bill's gonna be. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Let's let's keep let's keep moving on here. Oh, we did that one. Uh, let's get to the next one here. Richard Genge. Instead of there being an Obi Wan season two, could they not just feature Obi Wan heavily in Andor, similar to what they did with the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett? Maybe feature heavily in two, three, or four episodes like Obi Wan series. Thanks, guys. I think you run into a big problem if you do that. I think that what we just talked about before and Miguel's point of the fact that we know we're interested in it, but we don't know anything about it and we don't have any expectations and we just go with it. You start putting Obi-Wan in there. You're going to start doing that same thing. Wait a minute. But if he was there in the thing, then how come that he didn't know about when he was on the mission and then bail? It's you don't want to deal with that stuff. Just I'm not saying don't use him ever again. You should definitely use him again. And if you have Ewan McGregor on the ready, you know, you should you should use him. But I don't think you put him in this. I don't think you need him in this. And I think that it takes away from the end or the, uh, the excuse me, the Rogue One moment when um, when at the very end, Bale says to him, I've got a friend that can uh, I'm going to contact. If he's been involved in the whole thing the whole time, it takes away from that. And you don't want people you don't want these kinds of conversations coming up. So you stay away from Obi-Wan being in this series. But I think you do bring him back somewhere steph where do you think where do you bring them back and do you bring them back do would you want to see him in in andor uh i don't need to see him in andor i think that for that reason the thing that i totally got and understood but was annoying was the like how could obi-wan be doing this if this happened and i get it but it's just like such annoying discourse that is so avoidable like if the character is not fully seamlessly necessary I don't think you need to do it. Like Luke, I think ended up being like a great choice, even though people had arguments about that because it makes sense that he was going to be teaching young Jedis and like that fit into the story. Obi-Wan, we know what he's doing for 50 years. Like we know exactly what he's doing for most of the time. So just put up too many questions in terms of where I could see him. I don't really know. I would have to think about that. I, I don't think that I think that they'll have to be pretty careful about when they use him again. Yeah. Miguel, what do you think? Do you think that he should show up in Andor? You know, I was just saying that I started writing these five theories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I, I for some reason I never finished. Like it was like 90% done. And and it was this was like a month before the trailer came out. 
and then uh, the trailer came out and I just, like, whatever. So one of the theories, another one, was that we're going to see Clone Wars flashbacks. And I think in that the was Obi -Wan series. No, in Andor. In Andor. Oh. And I think that was confirmed in the in the teaser that they showed at Celebration because I think you can see uh, clone troopers. Mm. Yeah. So my guess was that we're going to see uh, Cassian Andor when he was six years old, which I believe we already saw in the trailer because there's this shot of a young kid. Yep. And the official description from Lucasfilm says it is a character named Casa, which is K-A-S-S-A. So I have to wonder if he was indeed the son of uh, separatists. He, well, they said he was. They said he was yeah. in, in, in the book, yeah. He's going to change his name to oh, protect I see. him I see what you're himself. Saying. And that kid will then become Cassian. So that's a. I'm not sure if uh, in the like in the books where they explored his past, they already referred to him as Cassian, and they said he was that. That's his birth name, but that's a possibility. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and 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 we've seen before that they have no problem editing some of the books and and comics a little bit if yeah. they take some of the stuff that because it's it's um it's Catalyst is the no Catalyst is the lead up book and then Rogue it was the Rogue One novelization that that revealed that Cassian was his parents were separatists so that would be interesting if they show that side of it I hope that they do because that's the type of stuff that makes the characters interesting and that's the type of stuff that I that I thought was lacking in 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 both for the Boba Fett character and for Obi-Wan, and I mentioned this a thousand times over in every show, like the one of the most intriguing things was when we started to dive a little into Obi-Wan's past and talk about his brother and talk about him taking yeah. taken away. And then the, a lot, and then you had some of the stuff that showed up. He was a few of the other characters, but not a lot of deep diving. When you deep dive into a character and show w what they've been through and who they are, we as an audience connect to them more. We as an audience care about them more and understand about them more. I think that's a I, I actually kind of hope that happens, man. We're, we're, so if we're going to see Clone Wars flashbacks and yeah. we're going to see how Cassian went from being a separatist mm -hmm. to, uh, well, eventually becoming a, a rebel, it is possible that they shot a cameo of Ewan McGregor as young Obi-Wan. Good call. All right. It let's... is possible. Now, keep in mind that even though both series shot at the same time, Obi-Wan was shooting in LA and Cass and Andor was shooting in the UK. Right. So even though it's possible that they, you know, pulled Ewan McGregor apart and said, okay, uh, set over there, we're going to shoot a quick scene uh, and maybe even Hayden, maybe. Be great. Even though that's possible, like logistics, I don't think uh, are 100% uh, behind it. That's a way to do it, though, if you're going to do like just a fun, quick flashback and then you see them for like 30 seconds, like 30 no more seconds, yeah. 30 seconds. And they're in there. They show up. They, they pop a line. They're doing this. They're 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 fighting with some of the Clone War troopers. Yes. And then that's it. It's like, and then you see this young kid kind of in awe of what the hell's going on. He doesn't know what's happening. Um, you can get away with that because there's none of this. Well, that's what was going on back then. So that makes sense. I think that's uh, at most what we're having now. Uh, there's also a, a good counterpoint that is that it would suck to have Ewan McGregor's last appearance as Obi-Wan be in a separate series, you know, like that had nothing to do with him. 
and he just shows up randomly. But I think he's yeah. gonna, he's not done though, dude. He want he wants he wants to play the character more. He wants to do more. I don't. I mean, I, I'm hope I I don't want to see an Obi Wan season two. I don't think it, I don't think there's a story to tell I there. I don't either. And I love the fact that we closed on that uh, shot of him riding into the twin suns. So you need yeah. Him. Yeah. That, that was like you know like literally perfect like yeah. uh, uh, running into the sunset. Uh, Problem into some a couple other things here and there, but like you know or whatever. He, if if there's other adventures, but anyway, uh, we we all we all are on the same page on that one. All right, a couple more. Two, two, we'll do um we'll do two more. We did this one. Uh, we'll do two more, and then we're gonna wrap it up for today. John H. Campbell Jr. Say Disney Plus is going to do a series on Vader. Would you rather they do a series based on Lords of the Sith or one on Vader Unleashed? Um, if they were going to do a four or five part series from uh, out of the two of those for me, I would rather see Lords of the Sith because that's fresh young Vader right coming into this thing and, and just the mental chess that Palpatine's playing with them the whole time and watching Palpatine in action at one point. It's, it's kind of a crazy adventure plus the whole side of what we just mentioned harris father um cham is a big part of that book so you would you would take you would bounce back and forth between the two of them two of those stories so i would um i would rather see that one in a miniseries i don't think either one of them were going to happen but i would if, if there were two of them that was the one i'd want to see steph do you have a preference on on it do you think that a it should happen and b will they will they do a, a vader uh, standalone at all i haven't I'm not as familiar with those two, but I will. But the best parts about the Vader that we saw in Obi-Wan is like the short snippets of like trying to get into his brain and understand like his choices and his decisions and what led him there, which I don't think we've like done enough of on screen. So I would if that's what it is, I would love to see that because that's what's fascinating to me is like his relationship with Palpatine and becoming the monster that he is. Um, again, I'm sure you guys talk about it all the time over Stars Newsnet as far as the, the Vader thing. Where where do you stand on it? Actually, I don't know that we do that much. No? Really? Okay, interesting. I know, I, I'd have to think of... No, I don't think we do. Okay. Like, I think... Uh, I'm more of a, a... The less Vader, the better. Uh, and even though I really liked what... I, I, I actually loved Obi-Wan. I, I'll just say that. I, I thought that was, uh, except for maybe the episode four, I thought all episodes were fantastic. Like, especially the last two. The last two, like, really blew my mind. And I was a fan of what they did uh, with Vader in that series. So uh, if, if I were to pitch a Vader miniseries, I would uh, not necessarily adapt, but... Um, do in the vein of a uh, Charles Soule's uh, comic mini, uh, comic series, uh, the original one, which is the one I've read, uh, the Lord of the Sith. Was it? Uh... Lord of the Sith was the that was the no, name. Yeah, but the uh, I can't remember. What oh, the I, know what you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shoot. I know what you mean. There was the set. It was the first one. That, it was the first run that came out, right? Uh, there was a Vader run. That came out, I think, in 2015, and then Charles Soul uh, picked it up uh, two or three years later with okay. his own run. Okay. And, and where where he's uh, like hunting down Jedi. Yeah, right. That's what he is, uh, and then that's when he has that whole run with the Grand Inquisitor, but with the with Casta New. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. If I were to pitch a Vader series, I would say like 
four episodes, you know, 50 minutes, uh, do this, uh, maybe mix it in with uh, lots of the Sith, the, with the Vader mm -hmm. Emperor, like, uh, dynamics. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, like, have that uh, as a setting of point for another series. I don't know. Something like that. Um, I agree. I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see how it, if that ever comes to be. I mean, again, there's so much stuff happening in within the next two or three years. We'll see. Last last one. Oh, perfect. This is one I actually wanted to end with. Sean Campbell, what are your thoughts on the Andor delay? I think it is a brilliant move. I think it is a smart move. I think it is the way to go. And the reason why is as I was seeing and reacting to, you can see my reaction in the trailer. I was like, oh my god, wait a minute, it's supposed to be the end of August. Why are they pushing the end of September? And then right away, my first thought the other day was, why are they putting she Hulk and Andor on the same day. You're gonna Ms. Marvel and and um, Obi Wan were on the same day, and I, I don't know, but what I heard is the ratings weren't as good as Ms. Marvel as they wanted to, and I really liked that show. I thought that show was a really solid show, and if it didn't, it probably was one. If it certainly was on my channel, out of the two, um, when it came out, I would watch Obi Wan and I would put my review and reaction up of Obi Wan and talk about Obi Wan on this show and everything too, and then sometimes Ms. Marvel would take the hit. And either two or three days later, get the review up or skip it for the week later. And that was unfair to the show, but it just was because the cycle was talking about Obi-Wan. Um, and I think that She-Hulk would have run into that issue or, or Andor, Andor might have ran into that issue with She-Hulk. So that's part one. Part two is we just mentioned D23. D23 is coming out. Uh, it starts is like on the ninth or 10th or whatever it might be. And then so you have more of a lead up to it. You can you. It, it's there's a lot to that and some people say it's because of lord of the rings and game of thrones i don't know i don't know if it's it's it, streaming to me is different than when network television was going after each other you have an opportunity if you want to watch something you're just going to find time to to watch it so I, I don't think the competition side of it is anything i think that it's more of the um you don't step on your own property but uh, steph what do you think what, what do you, what'd you think about the delay i mean obviously everybody's bummed about it but do you think it was something that that should have happened yeah, obviously I wanna I wanna watch it like this week, but I hated that they dropped Miss Marvel and Obi Wan at the same time. I thought that was really weird. It's like their streaming service. Yep. There's no reason why that should happen, and so it would be. And I'm excited for She Hulk, and I know that it's getting like a lot of flack right now. So I I feel like it will be good to let both of them breathe on their own. Yeah, what do you think, Miguel? Uh, I actually think it is because of Lord of the Rings and, and Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. Um, so Andor was going to come out on August 31st, which is two days before Rings of Power. Mm -hmm. And Rings of Power is not only the most expensive show of all time, it's, gonna, it's also going to have like the most expensive marketing campaign of all time. So they're gonna, they're, they were going to like steal the entire momentum of that week. And this way, like, I also think She-Hulk is um, a, a reason why. I agree with Steph. I do not know why they dropped Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan at the same time when they could have pushed Miss Marvel three weeks Easily. and have it open, like, the week after Obi-Wan is done. It could be airing now. There's nothing on there right now. Exactly. Like, now. they had two shows at the same, two high-profile shows at the same time, and then two months of nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make sense. I wonder why they didn't uh, like release under mid-July. Maybe it wasn't ready, but I think they didn't push it back even further because they have Bad Batch 
and the Tales of the Jedi coming out this fall too. So they probably don't want three shows airing at the same time. Three Star Wars shows. Yeah. Um, that's that's my guess. I think I think it is like I th- I always thought it was very weird that they were having uh, a House of the Dragon uh, on August twenty first, uh, under on August thirty first, and then Rings of Power two days later. I that sandwich never felt right. Yeah. And but I I don't know. And by the way, the three episode premiere that is very very uh, that is great news because. Uh, because of the structure of the show. The show is structured in four three-episode uh, three arcs. So the first three episodes, which were written by uh, Tony Gilroy and directed by Toby Haynes, are uh, like maybe uh, tell the same story. Then the other three, then, you know. So it is very smart to drop the first three instead right. of the first two and then have the third one like the week after. Yeah, I, th- I think that's... Definitely the way to go. And I think that the marketing side of it makes sense where with Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones because of the way that the news cycle works. I just think that it, when it comes to ratings and those types of things, as far as news cycle goes, I agree, but not as far as far as ratings go. It's just so it's like it's so different like than back in the day when it was network television. You have one show that was on like CBS and one show that was on NBC, and then you're trying to battle for it. But with streaming, it's like, okay, I know that I want to see Game of Thrones and I know I want to see Lord of the Rings and I want to see Andor. I'm just gonna watch I'll watch an episode of that on Monday, I'll watch an episode of that on Tuesday, I want an episode of that on, on Wednesday, if that's the case, right? But with when it's on the same platform, that's when it becomes problematic because it's like, all right, I've got Miss Marvel and this, which one am I going to drop here first? They both come on the same day. Uh, yeah, I got to watch Obi-Wan. And then it's like, and then the other ones fall by the way. And and then when you have, you, if you were going to have Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, while well, the same time She-Hulk and Andor was on, you're like, oh, okay. Out of the Disney shows, which one do I pick at this point? Something's got to take a back seat. And then I'll push into these other shows and, and watch them. So but Also, keep in mind that She-Hulk is nine episodes. So right. they're still going to overlap. Yeah. Like there are like five or four weeks that both shows are airing on on Wednesdays. And I'm also really curious. Them? You give it an at least though with She Hulk though, you give it enough time to find its audience and then if yeah. you're if yeah, you, I guess so. Yeah, if you're four, I'm five, also very interested to see what they're gonna do with Bad Batch because Bad Batch mm-hmm. was uh, was going to come out on, on September twenty eighth, which is now okay. one week after the under premiere. So I'm not sure if they're gonna like they didn't they never officially announced that, but they had a on a Disney Plus banner. They had that date, so I'm, I'm right. not sure if they're gonna, you know, release it in November or something. The only reason that I was gonna say the only reason why it's possible that they stick to that date, I think that they should move it. But the only reason that they stick to it is because, once again, as you were mentioning before, with like when you were mentioning the novels, that didn't necessarily for you would you wouldn't want to see that because you know the story. And I had said, well, we're in this Star Wars kind of bubble, right? The other thing is there's an animated bubble as well. Um, and when it comes to all of us, like we're going to watch Bad Batch. We're going to check that out. A lot of the casual viewers that are watching Andor might not even know what the hell Bad Batch is and might not even care about Bad Batch. So their their argument could be, well, we'll put it up there. And that's for the hardcore fans. They know where to find it. They know they know where it is. And it's not going to it's not going to hurt as much. I still think they should move it. But I could I could see the conversation happening in the room of like, well, we're going to keep it where it is because that's for the animated and the hardcore fans. We're not going to get the casuals over. But Steph, do you think that that's uh, do you you think they're going to move Bad Batch? They might move it like a week or so, but I don't think so either, because 
unless they want to make a big pull for their animated shows, but they haven't really made those their number one priority in terms of like they have to market this. I personally think they should move it to Fridays. Like I, I don't know why they have mm -hmm. to air everything on Wednesdays. Like I know Loki yeah. did very well, and because of that, they you know they have everything on Wednesdays now. But Bad Bad season one was Fridays. They could as well have Bad Bad on Fridays and Andrew on Wednesdays. Yeah, so it was supposed to be because Andor was supposed to come out on Wednesday the 31st. And now it's coming out when? Is it September 21st. September 21st. 21st. Yeah, which is a Wednesday, right. And then She-Hulk is August. Uh, well, no. She-Hulk is on Friday. No, it's August 17th. Are you sure? I thought it was yeah. on the 19th. Are you sure? 17th? Yeah. You know better than I do, I guess. I thought it was the 17th. So then, then that's stupid. They should move it to the 19th. Because then, then it would be then, then, then you don't, then you don't overlap. Move she yeah, yeah, I agree. Which I thought that that's what they yeah. were going to do when they moved the Obi Wan premiere to a Friday. Like you remember that? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They moved it, and then they said, "Okay, so the third episode is going to come out on the Wednesday after," which made no sense. Right. But, right. I don't know. Who well, who knows? Look, there's a lot, and there's a lot more to talk about, and we're going to talk about it more. Well, for next Wednesday, a lot of your questions that you guys sent in, Steph and I are going to cover, but. Miguel, it's great to have you, man. You, it was really good to get hey, you. Man. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Um, we'll definitely do it again. You come in, and then um, are you gonna are you gonna try to get to? I mean, again, I don't know what how long it it, it takes you to get to to London, but uh, how? Well, I am uh, there. I, I already have the tickets. I have my hotel booked, and prima, I only have to book my flights uh, right now. So. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna um, be there, I'll let you know, and we'd love to meet up for yeah, sure. Same. Yeah, and if we do, if we try to get a panel there or something too, then we'll love to have you on. But um, follow Miguel over at uh, Star Wars News Net. Go, he writes his articles over there, Star Wars News Net. You can, if you're not already checking out that show, I've been talking about it since the shoot, since the far, far and away, far, far away days, way past Jedi Council or before Jedi Council. So, um, and now Miguel's over there and he's writing a lot of stuff. And and as I mentioned, he probably already has this breakdown up on the, uh, the site as well. But for Steph Sabra, you check her over at World Girls and at Steph Sabra. And then we'll be back on Wednesday taking your questions. And then we're going to start to get into it, man. We're getting into it. We're going to have the full-on um, uh, breakdown review of Andor. I'm going to do probably trailer breakdown a little bit more so of it. But then once it hits in September, we're off to the races. I mean, we're going to be off to the races on this channel in general once like She-Hulk hits. And then you get, as we were just talking about with Miguel, we got um, Lord of the Rings, She-Hulk, Game of Thrones, Cobra Kai, Black Adam, um, shoot, Black Panther, so much stuff. Avatar, so much stuff coming out at the end of the year that it's just uh, Sandman. I, I, every time I, I stop talking, more stuff comes into my head about what we could see. So I want to thank you guys once again for joining us here today. Thanks again to Steph and Miguel for joining us on the show. And thank you for everybody who submitted questions. If you did not already, please subscribe to this channel. Hit the, subscri hit the subscribe button. Get us to 70,000. Please and thank you. If you have not, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow us there. Support. That's how you support the show. People always want to know how to support the show. That's how you do it. You can also support by getting Athletic Greens. You can also support by joining the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Schmodown is going to be the new Patreon starting on September 1st. We're going to switch that name over as well. But all right. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. And we'll see you uh, next week. Leave your comments and I'll try to, to get back to everyone that I can. All right. Peace. I can feel your anger.
makes you stronger. On the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Save $7 after mail in rebate, plus get two times O Rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Limit supplies. See store for details. 